welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 64 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech guys all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? Let's do this thing, Gingy. Oh, we're doing the thing. Number 64, you know, it's just been a blink of the eye since we started it it really has but man it's sometimes you're just like oh boy here we go again you know what i mean like <laughs> and i think i know too because okay so this episode that y'all are going to listen to is gonna be part one with our new friend brett yonker which amazing interview but he tried to do it on the tour bus and so there's just like a lot of editing in this one because also we're talking in like mid-sentence and he like disappears then he comes back and yeah, man, he was in the like the hills of Pennsylvania on his way to a winter jam <laughs> date. Yeah. And uh, man, he's such a good dude and uh, one of the writers of Build My Life. I mean, let's um, go. Can you even imagine what it's like to stand on the platform and lead however many thousands of people in a, in a song like that when you've written one of like like those iconic? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Good sing your praise to the Lord. Exactly. Songs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Our God is an awesome God. I just. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't get me started on old Richie. Dude, let's be honest though. That thing was like, that was a banger back in the day. Oh my. Yeah. It was like every youth group in the, and then, and then he came out with, this is Rich Mullins. If you don't know who we're talking yep. about, he came out with a step, sometimes by step or whatever it was called. Do you know that? Oh God, you are my God. Oh, and step I by step, you oh, lead yeah, me. Oh yeah, right. I mean, and I every youth group you. in the world was singing those songs. Oh, yeah. It feel like. Oh yeah, it's like like it, it, back then. Our God is an awesome God. When that would get started, dude, it was like today when like do it again starts. Absolutely, it was like it was the, it was the do it again. Yeah, like you tag that you're doing a song that our God is an awesome God. Oh, he yeah, reigns. Man. Hands in the air. Let's go. Yeah. Well, Brian, before we get too far, do you want to tell all the listeners about our incredible sponsor, Planning Center Online? I sure do. So Planning Center has a free app for your congregations. Gratis. If you use uh, any certain Planning Center applications, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can uh, connect to the life of your church by checking in their families for classes or small groups or whatever, giving, joining groups, managing their personal profile information. How many times mm-hmm. you look up somebody in their profile pictures, like a car? Or exactly. A, you know, ask them, put your picture in there so we know who you are. Uh, registering for events. You can learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. So that free app, the people's app, like one of the things I really love about it is there's a way you can go in and do notes on different people that are part of your church. And so, and then you can give different types of access. So like, if you want your whole staff to be able to see certain notes, like so-and-so celebrated a birthday or this and that and the other, or uh, the way I've really enjoyed using it is for like pastoral notes. Um, So for, let's say somebody has some kind of a struggle going on and you go and minister to them, you can put under the pastoral notes, those is different things. So like, let's say it is now, you know, Brian and I's turn to go visit somebody in the hospital. We can go and click on the pastoral notes 
and uh, we can see, oh, wow, so-and-so was in the hospital. Uh, this is day four that they've been in the hospital and they're struggling with this. And so it kind of gives you a heads up and you get to see the picture of them in there, you know, and all that kind of stuff before you like go into a room to minister to somebody. Uh, so, and again, that's free. So, and it's so important. How many times have you, I've had this many times, you have to make a, a like a hospital visit to somebody you've never met. Oh, mo- I would say nine times out of 10. You don't know what they look like. Yep. You know, all this is, this is why church center and the people app. It's all helpful. So helpful. And by the way, we're going. Oh, we're going to go. And we are hanging out at the world headquarters for Planning Center Online in San Diego, California. Are you kidding me? Dude, it's going to be so much fun. So we're going out. We're going to spend the day. It's remote week. So everybody that works for Planning Center, whether you're in San Diego, all over the country are coming in. So they asked us to come out. We're going to hang out for the day. And then we are going to get to go into the Planning Center Online studios and do an interview with Mr. Aaron himself. Come on. Yeah, dude, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. One of my favorite moments, like I've met Aaron a couple times, but like, so this last year at the experience conference, uh, because of hurricane stuff and all that was going on, um, we kind of put our own band together. And so one day they come in, they're like, hey, um, Aaron from Planning Center is going to play keys with us. Then they're like freaking out because we don't know if Aaron's any good or anything like that. And so like they like we like, hey, we really kind of brought the set back down. Not a whole lot of piano led stuff. So I'm getting ready for sound check, you know, and I'm kind of line checking everybody. I'm like, hey, Aaron, can you go ahead and play the keys for me? And he gets up there. He's like, like he's just flying yeah. all over the keys. And we were like, yeah, he's incredible. A great singer, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love when you like pick a lane. Right. You're good at it. Businessman, pianist. Vocalist, Singer. it's like pick a lane, dude. Purveyor of you fine have socks. to be, you have to be good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I just got back from the experience conference planning meetings mm-hmm. um, in Dallas. Brian wasn't able to come with us this year because of the San Diego trip. He right. just couldn't get all that time off. But guys, you know, we talk a lot about the experience conference and how much it has meant to Brian and I in our ministries. But we just had a really incredible time of refreshing a lot of worship. And some of the ideas that they got going on are just fantastic. And so I'm just going to highly encourage y'all. And th- this is not this is not a paid advertisement for the Experience Conference. Like this is just my heart to y'all. Um, man, it's going to be just an incredible time this year. Carrie, uh, Co- uh, sorry, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes are are coming. Meredith Andrews is coming again. Yes, I, I think potentially there's another guy coming, and then there's something else I can't share, but it. If it happens, it's going to be lit. To quote Samuel L. Jackson from Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. <laughs> Plus, by the way, where is it? Oh, it's it's at Disney. It's at Disney World, man. Come on. Come on now. Join us. Yeah. Join us at Disney. And you get to hang out with Brian and I. I mean, do you need any other reason that's, to come That's out? worth the price of admission. Yeah. You can have a, a Google hang in person at the Starbies. <laughs> we'll put the pictures on the gram gram. Right. Ask some questies. Ask some questies. Hey guys, we need your help. Can we, can, we want to start a, a, a new wave and we want to change it from the gram to the gram gram. Yes. Because it makes my friend Allie, she hates it. She's a, she's a social media <laughs> guru. And so at the experience <laughs> conference, we had everybody tagging gram gram and everything. So like there's a lot of y'all <laughs> listening right now. And I would love for like a month from now to get like a phone call from me. I hate you so much. <laughs> because we're now we're changing it to the name of the Graham. The Graham Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. 
Okay, so la- last week we talked about some new songs mm-hmm. that we were bringing out, right? So this past weekend for my church, we we entered, we did. Uh, There's nothing our God can't do. Love it, love it. And we brought out Valley from Chris McClarney. Mm-hmm. Guys, I want to tell you, like coming back a week later, a little risky having two new songs in one set. The people, I thought the roof was coming off. Yeah. They loved those songs. They're easy to sing. Number one, they're easy to pick up on. Number two. And, uh, and just the messages are so good. And so I just kind of wanted to come back with an update of like, Hey, we did these new songs and the people really, really dug them. So absolutely glad to hear that too. Always glad. And we did, there's nothing that our God can't do as well. And yeah, man, the people were in, they were ready. They were, they loved it. And so, um, yeah, that's a good one. And we're coming back with it this week. Are you bringing them back? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're only doing one of the new ones this week. Um, but but the oh, next yeah. week, uh, this, the, oh, when this comes, this is going to come out on Tuesday. So on Thursday, I'm actually going up to the worship together conference and, uh, hoping to hear my boy, Chris McClarney sing that thing live. So, cause it's yes. actually at his church. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. It is a great time to be alive. Absolutely. So, all right, my man, let's jump into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call prayer concerns. So each week on the, on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, we do these prayer concerns. And we've kind of done them kind of the same way almost the entire time. But today they're just going to be a little different. So um, there's still prayer concerns in that we need to be praying for the people who are receiving these things. And so here's what's going on. Uh, Brian asked on our Instagram account to send us the best planning center declines that they have gotten. <laughs> and so he called me up and he's like, bro. There's some really good ones. I think, I think we should just like use it in the prayer concern section because they're so good. And so uh, I'm really excited for this, Brian. So what do we have for some planning center declines? Okay, here we go. Number one, this person declined the acoustic guitar position. And the reason, okay. I will have long nails. <laughs> that's it. I, that's it. I'll have long nails. So you can't trim them? I don't know. Maybe they've been working on those long nails for a while. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe they're getting married and they got, like, they got the nails put on. Now, I would assume that's a female because don't acoustic players like keep the pick hand nails longer? I mean, some of them do. Yeah. So, you know. If you're like that Doyle Dykes type of player. <laughs> okay. Number two, also a guitar, a guitar decline. And here's the reason. I tripped over the cat, hit my head, and now have amnesia. <laughs> if he would have put, I tripped over the cat, hit my head, and now have amnesia. <laughs> oh, nice. That would be fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm not I'm not feline fine. <laughs> Dad jokes on point right now. <laughs> okay. Uh. There, there, a lot of them are guitar players. So number three, this also is a guitar player. I was bitten by a rabid, bloodthirsty raccoon with crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That makes me, all I can picture is Rocket from Avengers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, number four. This is from a lead electric player. I'm fasting and I don't know if I'll have energy to practice and play guitar well. 
I mean, you know, I know I get a little weak. I get so weak in the knees, I can hardly play the electric guitar. Oh, fam. Come on, fam. Okay, last one. Bottom of the pudding cup. This is from a uh, a media person, so someone from okay. the uh, production world. Let's go. And they decline for this reason. Saddle shopping. <laughs> Sorry, I can't make your live sound. Got to go buy a saddle. <laughs> So I won't be able to be in the saddle this weekend. And you know if what? You know what I mean. I have one more actually. After <gasps> no. the saddle shopping, so this is actually the last one, and it is from the electric player. He declined, <laughs> and he says, "Who's the loser now, Capo Boy?" So there you have it. Planning center oh. declines for the win. Oh my gosh. If you man. have more, send them oh, to please us. Send them. DM please. them, email them, whatever you want. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sending them. <laughs> to the Worship Leader Props podcast. If you've got a prayer concern, if you've got a planning center decline, all you got to do is go to www.worshipleaderprops.com. Click on the prayer concern tab and we got a little form you can fill out there and you'll notice we don't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. It's completely anonymous. And so thanks again for being part of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Oh, (laughs) Gingy's feeling it. Dude, that's a Gingy snap. My, my coffee is kicking in. Let's go. <laughs> well, guys, we're really excited to bring to you our interview with Mr. Brett Yonker. Well, the Worship Leader Props Podcast is very excited to have Mr. Brett Yonker from Passion Band with us. What's up, my man? Thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's going to be fun. So this is this is take two because <laughs> Brett is currently on a bus riding through Pennsylvania, right? And uh, yes, so a l- l- little bit of reception issue, but <laughs> yeah, dude, thanks again for uh, for for coming on. We were just chatting too. So like, you guys are on Winter Jam. Like, where where are some of the dates you're headed to right now? Um, currently, uh, I'm en route to Reading, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, um, and that's this week. So this is week two of Winter Jam. It's been fun. I mean, we're out here with Crowder. Oh, uh, our pastor Louis Louis is on it, and like guys like Andy Minio, it's just a bunch of great artists. So it's 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 been a fun fun tour so far. Awesome. Okay, so help me understand a little bit. So like, if you're part of like the passion band that like played at the conference and things like that, are is everybody also like either on staff or like worship leaders within Passage City Church? Yeah. Um, so our the passion band. Um, we're all on staff at our church. So okay. that would be like me, Christian, Melody, um, the, the worship leaders in our band, and then all the guys in our band are on staff. And so we all have kind of, you know, we travel with passion, we help make the music and all of that. But then also we have like church responsibilities too. And that's kind of like divvied up between everybody. It all, all kind of looks a little bit different between each one of us. That's awesome. Wow. Do you guys have, yeah. are you guys like, do you have multiple campuses or I, I don't know a ton about the church? Like, so it's the like, church side of stuff. Yeah. We started, um, 10, around 10 plus years ago and we have two locations in Atlanta 
Um, and then we just started in the last year and a half or so a location in Washington, D.C. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. They meet in the, um, uh, the Howard Theater right there in downtown Washington, D.C. It's, it's pretty amazing. Already at three gatherings. and wow. guy named ben, ben Stewart and his wife Donna helped lead the charge there. And they're amazing. It's pretty cool. That's so cool, dude. That's I, so cool. I love that. I love that so much because like, you know, we're, we're, this is the worst Buddha Probs podcast, and, you know, and sometimes like, you know, we've, we've always laughed at like, you know, there's some people we bring on that like are worship leaders, but really aren't serving in a church. And so yeah. like it, sometimes it's different, their experience, you know, like they're not just walking into a place and having to deal with sometimes you know, the silliness we have to be, y'all are like <laughs> on staff in a church. You know what I mean? It's like your year isn't just oh, around yeah. getting ready for this big conference in Atlanta. It's, <laughs> you're in ministry week. week in and week out and i totally just think that's amazing i have dude. a i have a planning center uh problem right now that i need to fix <laughs> after this podcast there is a rehearsal tonight and no bass player oh. so oh. yeah yes. yeah that's you fantastic just, you know i just bumped that ableton track up a little bit <laughs> hey, totally <laughs> no uh, offense to our bass players no no not at all yeah a little so touchy. okay Dude, so you guys got done, just got done with Passion uh, a couple weeks ago. Like, are y'all still on Cloud Nine? Like, what was that experience like? It was incredible. It was it was just amazing. It was one of the best conferences that we've ever had. You know, I've been going to the conferences. You know, I was a college student in the two thousands, but just the I mean, there were sixty five thousand eighteen to twenty five year olds all in Mercedes Benz. It was insane, and just the spirit on the gathering. I don't. It's really hard to describe. To be honest, if you ask any one of us, you're like, hey, tell us about how passion was. It's it's so hard to articulate, but I just think the worship, the way the messages that were given, I think for this moment in time were very, very significant. And um, golly, I mean, just especially even thinking about the turning of the page into a new decade and oh, celebrating yeah. New Year's all at passion. <laughs> it was just very, very significant. That countdown moment at midnight. Yeah, that was one for the ages, man. That yeah, was so awesome. Oh my goodness, Corey Edwards posted a video from front of house, and it was just like, holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's like it was crazy. I mean, there were fireworks going off inside Mercedes Benz. There were fireworks <laughs> going off off the roof of the, of the of the stadium, and we were seeing good grace at the top of our lungs. It was unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. That's fantastic. And okay, help me understand a little bit. So, like. This weekend in my church, like what I was doing before we got on, I'm programming lighting. We're doing, uh, there's nothing that our God can't do this weekend. Us hey, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's I'm incredible. Li- I was literally programming lights for that as I was getting ready to uh, come on do this this interview. So like, how are you guys getting these songs out so quickly after the conference happened? Are you guys doing some pre-stuff so they're ready? Or like, or is that are there just people furiously working through the night to have something ready to be uh, sent out? <laughs> Uh, yes, always. There's always people furiously working through the night. Um, no, that's a song that, um, actually leading up to fashion 2020, one of the coolest things that we did all year were these pop-up nights and they were, they were amazing. Um, there were about 500 to a thousand, maybe sometimes 1500, a lot on university campuses, but we were doing it. We did it in the round. And it wasn't like all acoustic, but it definitely had more of like an organic vibe and a little more free flow, it, low on the, low on the production. But it was so cool because we literally were eyeball to eyeball with all of these college students all fall. We called it the road to 2020. Wow. And um, 
And so for us, it was amazing just to be in this space with all these college students before we ever got to Mercedes Benz. And one of the new songs that we were singing just in those nights was There's Nothing That Our God Can't Do. And so I think that song particularly, one night in October, we just, we hit record at our church at our five o'clock gathering and, and grabbed it. And then that's kind of the version that we put out right before Passion. And then we kind of did the same thing with King of Glory. Uh, we just, at, at church at the five o'clock gathering, hit record. And then um, we were able to release that right as the conference was starting. So, so awesome. Cool. We're doing it too. Yeah. And I can't wait to see our church uh, react to it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be great. All right. Um, so, Brett, do us a favor. Like, so there's probably a lot of people like they know who you are because of the passion stuff and all that. But like, would you mind kind of like telling us kind of some of your story? Like how did God, you know, maybe at an early age start maybe showing you your gifts and your talents and like, how did you discern how you were going to use them in ministry? Like kind of just your whole journey to like where you are now. Yeah, um, totally. I, I grew up in Atlanta, outside Atlanta in the suburbs called Marietta. And, um, I had, amazing parents who love Jesus and um, wow. yeah. And, and so they, they were the ones who told me about Jesus and, and, and everything like that. And uh, you know, I mean, I did have dreams to play in the NBA. Um, <laughs> and if you know, <laughs> me too. It was not in the cards for me. <laughs> no, if you know what I look like, you would be, <laughs> you'd laugh really hard. I'm very short. <laughs> I'm like all worship leaders and very short. And um, so, so instead I started getting into music, but it's actually pretty crazy. I mean, my, just my family's story this month wrecked is 25 years ago. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. He had leukemia when I was in fifth grade. And I just, I mean, I remember being in fifth grade with my 11th birthday. We celebrated in his hospital room, same hospital I was born in. And, um, but what I did, I mean, obviously, you know, cancer is, is crazy and, and, and it's very uncertain, the outcome, but I watched my parents choose trusting God over everything. And I saw them navigate all of that as an 11 year old. And, um, it, um, it's a miracle. My dad is still alive today. Wow. He had a bone marrow transplant. I mean, you know, the chances weren't amazing for him, but God healed him and i mean he's it's amazing he's a great dad great grandfather it's amazing um but that was pretty formative for me as a as a young kid you know watching my family walk through that and then a couple years later even um through some crazy circumstances that my dad started his own business and people thought he was crazy because he just had cancer (laughs) and um so I watched my parents trust God a lot. And so I think that really did a lot for me, um, just in my own life. And when I was in middle school and high school, I, I was getting into music. I remember being a middle schooler, seeing like a, uh, the Beatles anthology documentary and going like what music can touch the world. I was so attracted to that. And, um, but when I was in high school, I met up with Christian, uh, who's, I'm still playing music with. We were in eighth. I was in eighth grade. He was in ninth grade. That's, and, That's amazing, man. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I mean, we're still in a youth band, and no one figured it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So we started playing in our youth group, and it was it was pretty crazy. I guess the the amount of talent that God had put in this little youth group in Marietta, Georgia. 
but God was bringing all these people to come to know him. And we had a youth pastor who just had vision and he trusted us with leadership. And, and he really believed that God would use us to change the world. And we bought into it. Mm. And, um, I mean, he gave us all this opportunity. He would coach us when we, you know, when we play things in the wrong key and da, 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 da. I mean, like he would, he was awesome, but he just, he just said, you're gifted in music, but you're also gifted in leadership. Mm. And let me show you how to be a leader. Wow. And, um, and he's the one who kind of helped us get a vision for our high schools, for people in our high school to come to know Jesus. And so that was, that was massive for me. And I think that's kind of what's going like, man, I, I can't get over that. So all of that's happening in my youth group. Meanwhile, I started going over to this Bible study called 722 that was taught by Louie, uh, Louie Giglio. And I had never experienced worship the way that I did as a high school student on these Tuesday nights. And, and it was incredible. Um, so, you know, and that just, so that ultimately led me to kind of be in, in, in and around the passion world. And I remember as a senior in high school, going to my first passion event and Charlie Hall was leading this song called sweet me away. Do you remember that song at all? I don't know, but it was one of those moments where it just transcended the moment for me. And it was just me and Jesus. It wasn't about an event. It wasn't about personality. It was me and Jesus right there and me going, I mean, just, just surrendering to God. And, and, um, so as a college student, that was kind of what was my gateway to all things passion and, and all of that. But then as I got around it more, I kind of understood the heartbeat of the whole thing, which was that, you know, it's not this a gospel story that just says, God loves me. God died for me. He gave me life, but it keeps going. And it says he gave me life for a purpose. Mm. And that's to ultimately give God glory because what God is ultimately about is his name and his fame in the world. And so, so in college, I was just doing the same thing on my campus, just trying to help people get to know Jesus, trying to get people in a space where they can worship him. And um, again, I, I love music. And so from college, I went to the University of South Carolina and uh, it's crazy. I heard you had Matt Brock on yeah. uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And that's where I met Matt when his, I think, was he talking about his mom being in a band with his mom was a drummer? <laughs> yes. That, yeah. that was, that was the era that I met him in and uh, which is awesome. And I, I met a lot of the elevation crew in that time, Wade Joy and Chris Brown and, and all of that. And, um, but then from South Carolina, you know, I got a business major because that felt responsible. <laughs> and, um, and so, and so then I moved to New York city uh, to help plant a church in 2006. And for a year and a half, I was up there and I went up there to be a worship leader. Uh, but I have, as you guys know, a hundred other jobs that came with that, I was, yeah. you know, in charge of load in and load out in Manhattan. And, oh uh, and, and, uh, I mean, it was this little church of like 50 or 70 people and, um, in a, in a like high school auditorium and I was in charge of like the podcast and all of these things. So it's beautiful to be on this end of the podcast <laughs> today, but, um, but in New York was pretty significant season for me. Uh, because what that represented was um, of just going, God, I will go wherever you want me to go. And I will do whatever it is that you want me to do, even if I, I don't know what's on the other side of it. And I think kind of like looking back to my parents, trusting God, no matter you know what he was calling them to, even if you didn't have all the questions answered, I think that's what New York started for me in my like adult life, you know? And um, it's pretty cool. That's where I met like um, a the first like real songwriter friend of mine. Um, uh, and I just, he was just a friend of mine in this season, but he was like a, 
a real songwriter for like Warner Chapel and we would hang out and write a song in an afternoon. And I never knew you could do that. I thought you had to like labor over it for like <laughs> weeks upon weeks. And, and, uh, and it, so that was like a pretty big shift for me of going like, Oh, and I realized like, I really love writing music. You know, I feel like I have all these things to say. And, um, that's when I started reading guys like A.W. Tozer and like my mind was just getting blown about how big and amazing God was. So, um, in New York, I felt like I needed to move back to Atlanta really just to be around. I went to New York going, I'm going to change the world. And <laughs> like, let's go, let's go to Manhattan to do it. And, um, but I realized I had a lot to learn <laughs> in being like, I was like 22, I think at the time. And, and so I, I wanted to get around some older worship leaders. And so I moved back to Atlanta to do, do that. And, um, and then just to be in a place where I could lead more often and, at the same time, when I started moving home, that's when I met my wife, Ansley, and we started dating, and uh, she's amazing, and she's everything that I could have dreamed of, and she inspires me and challenges me, and uh, definitely challenges me, <laughs> and that's why I need her in my life, and, um, and so we were dating, and that's kind of when I met a lot of the guys that are now in the Passion Band. I started um, today. We started playing at every youth group and every youth camp that would have us. And we did all these weekend things together. So guys like Paul and Brian and Ray, who are in currently in the Passion Band now for probably eight or uh, eight years before the Passion Band was ever a thing, we were playing at literally any student event that would have us. And, um, and we tried to write songs for these youth groups and, um, and all of that. So while all that's going on, um, me and Izzy ultimately got married and Passion City Church started, which was crazy because all my heroes moved to Atlanta. Like Chris Tomlin moved to Atlanta to help start Passion City. Matt Redmond moved to Atlanta. And, you know, and I had this like crazy moment in the early days of Passion City where Matt had asked me to go to coffee and then we went to his house to write. And I had remember going to the Face Down conference, which was this worship leading songwriting conference as a probably four or five years before that. And that he put on about worship leading and songwriting. And now I'm in fast forward. He lives in my hometown and he, I'm in his basement and we're about to write a song together. And I'm going like, what God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is, this is insane. And, um, and so it was beautiful in those, in those early days of Passion City to kind of be around those guys and to kind of see under the hood and to go, oh, I know why, they, I know why at least at one level, these guys are the hardest working songwriters and the most humble leaders. You know, Louis is the same. He's just one of the most humble leaders, but leads very powerfully. And I was like, most people don't even hear half the songs these guys write. We just are hearing the very best. And I'm like, the things that are hitting the floor, I'd be like, it would be like the, my best song on my best day. Um, and, uh, but that's kind of, that was a pretty big moment for me just to be around those guys. And that turned, started to shift my leadership, I think. Um, just being close to, to some of these amazing leaders. And, and again, getting to kind of see under the hood and see how they process things by just being around them. And, and then, you know, ultimately kind of this new wave of, of leadership at passion kind of was emerging with me and Christian and ultimately melody too. And, um, and all the guys in our band. Uh, so it's, it's pretty awesome just to, um, just to see what God's done over the last few years and, and to even see 
other worship leaders like Sean, Sean Curran come through um, our house and, and he's a part of our church too. And so, um, so yeah, and, and ultimately, you know, so me and Ansley, I think what was cool for us as we were getting married, Passion City Church was starting and there was a big shift for me because I was one of the, those worship leaders that was just kind of traveling from church to church, uh, even every Sunday, but I didn't have a place to call home. And Passion City really was the first place in my adult life that I was like, this is my church. And so I'm going to, we're going to plant our lives here and we're going to put roots here, uh, you know, no matter what happens, you know, if, if things are going good, things aren't going so good, like we're, we're going to plant our lives. And even if we're, we're leading worship or if we're not leading worship, like I'm not coming just because I got a planning center request, <laughs> but I'm coming because I'm a part of this community and no matter what I'm doing to help serve the community. And so, um, so that was a big shift for us. And then ultimately now we have three kids. My oldest, Anna Jean, she just turned seven. And then I have a daughter named Shiloh, who's about to be five, and a son named Johnny, who's about to be two. Wow. And we just got a dog named Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> so, um, that is so awesome. Because I love the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so that's... So, Brett, are you... So you say, are you a student life alum or were you just being brought in for something? Cause like everyone I know in student life is like, Oh, I know Brett. Like he's so cool. And stuff. <laughs> like, and like the student life is like, it seems like it's like this, like very tight knit group of guys that all worked for that. And like so many big names, like kind of came out of that whole thing too. I know it's pretty crazy. The guy who would kind of curate all of the camps is named Roger Davis. And, and, in in that era of student life and, and he was amazing at kind of finding kind of young emerging voices. And yeah, we were just, a, we were like one of the bands that they would bring in. And um, I mean, yeah, we did student life camps for probably six or seven years and That's like so cool. five or six camps a summer kind of, kind of thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, he, he was good. He wasn't yonking our chain on anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What a solid guy, man. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know that we always we talk about this often. The common thread of what all these guests, um, many of which are on these giant platforms, they all bring us back to the foundation. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. And my favorite part of a like some of these like Brett literally needed to get offline with us and fix a planning center problem right. because he didn't have a bass player for rehearsal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you. <laughs> Well, you see the pictures of like what's going on in other trees. You're like, oh, it must always be simple and easy for them. And he's right. like, yeah, I got a bass player. Yeah, before he steps on a stage in like Pittsburgh or wherever he was going to to help lead, you know, sixty thousand people in worship at Winter Jam, I yeah. got to go fix my planning center problem. Yeah, <laughs> un momento, por favor. You are not alone. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode sixty four of the Worship Leader Problems podcast. Hey, be looking out. Pretty soon, we're going to have this uh, interview with Aaron from Planning Center on there. Uh, don't forget, we now have a Tiki Talk. So if you want to go <laughs> and jump on the Tiki Talk, uh, we're going to be putting some new content on there. Uh, look, be looking soon for a YouTube page that's going to pop up with some, some content on there. Mm. Uh, man, we just want to keep investing in you guys. And uh, we're just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. Yes, we are. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Deuces.